welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow hosts, Matt O'Hara. Hey, what's up, man? We're back. Took a week off. Woo. Whew. Got a little, uh, little not, you know, wasn't like deathly sick, but just not feeling well enough to do like a podcast. Yeah. So. And no offense, man, but I don't want that, none of that stuff following Mm-mm. me home. Mm-mm-mm. So no we took way. last week off, you know, just a rarity. You know, get some of those, you know, a little hair in there. Sometimes I need a little wee time to make my body feel better. <laughs> uh, just happened to me on Tuesday, but we're back. So today we're supposed to come in here, sit down and talk about the pending 19, 2019 free agents and who do you want to attack now? Who's going to be good buys? Uh, who does that open up for, you know, somebody leaving usually opens up another opportunity for somebody else. Right. But. Well. We were supposed to do that episode two weeks ago. Then we pushed it back to the next last week. But then we didn't kick off last week. So now we're so we're clearly going to do that episode today. Right, Matt? Well, it turns out today was the trade deadline. Oh, yeah, that's right. Didn't we get traded? There were some trades. We should probably talk about that, right? We should probably talk about that. We're and there's probably some people that got injured over the last two weeks? Over the two, last two weeks, there have been some injuries. We're gonna, did we're they gonna... play football the last two weeks? They did. Yeah, we should probably talk a little dynasty for over just give give our thoughts. I mean, the whole show is on our thoughts anyway. So we should probably give our thoughts over the last two weeks of dynasty. Where do we stand? Maybe some people we could dig into. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to push an impending free agent episode to next week. This time, we're yeah. for sure going to get to for it, right? For sure, we're doing it. We're going to get to it, right? Yes. Okay. Cross your fingers? I don't think I did. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. You can't see whether they're over your laptop. I am hiding my hands. Cutting your nails? No. I just had some pen. Give yourself I... a little pedicure? No, that was yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> you have such beautiful hands. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I just shook your hand. I got to do it again. Oh, You're yeah. So soft and so, elegant. So nice. So what do you want to get into first? you want to get into uh, some injuries? First. I feel like the injuries are probably the pertinent place to go. You no, know, we usually start to show off with some injuries. I don't know. It's been so long. I forgot what got to do the show. Yeah. But here we are. Let's just talk. Let's do what we always do, right? Just talk. Mm-hmm. Do we have nothing else to say? Right. And then uh, you go home. I right. upload the podcast. Wake up tomorrow. Let people listen. Though. The magic happens. Um, so Will Fuller, you know, who I got to admit at this point, him and Deshaun Matt Watson are a really good match together. Oh, yeah. Um, I, t- I totally agree. I, I, I'll... Uh, Eat crow on that one. I'll definitely eat crow. I don't have a problem eating crow. No. Um, I, 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 I was wrong about Will Fuller. Yeah, I was wrong about Will Fuller too. Small hands. I mean, I still don't love him, but him and Deshaun Watson have a really good rapport, and he puts up like 20 points. Every I like that you tried to call Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson like twice, <laughs> twice in a row there. Well, you know. Deshaun Watson. I had some coffee before this. Hey, a little yeah. jittery. I was hanging some frames on the wall. Yes, you were. You know, it took me... Took me and my wife to hang two frames. Uh, about two hours. Matt stops by. We hang the last two frames up in twenty five minutes. I'm handy like that. What do you want? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't, I'm not blaming. Uh, uh, well, an hour and a half of that two hours is probably just arguing back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I just came in and I, I unmuddied the waters. I'll put it yeah. that way. Me and my wife trying to do something together that's not like entertaining wise, like that has like a task or a job for the house. Yeah, that doesn't usually work out too well. No, no, rarely does it work out with, you know, many married couples. My wife and I tried to take wallpaper down once when we were, like, first married, and we just ended up complete opposite ends of the room and just drinking beers <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, peeling little bits of wallpaper. Yeah, because we were bickering so much. I can't believe I married you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Why don't you just agree with me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just, why can't you just be like, you know what, we should stop right now. Go upstairs and just release some stress. <laughs> what is that? Why doesn't that ever happen? Well, it turns out when for me at least. Yeah. <laughs> for me at least. <laughs> Come on, baby. Depends on how many beers you drink over there in the corner by yourself. <laughs> you said for better or worse. <laughs> uh, so Will Fuller, yeah. So he's going to be boo boo. When we talk about the trades, obviously Demarius Thomas is going to fill that slot. So we'll talk about there. So there's no really, you know, with Kiki Kuti. Uh, being a little banged up and showing some promise. I mean, Demarius, will he be there next year in Houston? Probably not. Uh, possibly. But in the meantime, it's going to be Demarius and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think we'll talk about that scenario when we get to it. Will Fuller, 
being out for the year. I don't know. Maybe maybe now you can try and buy Will Fuller if somebody was like competing um, and that was a contention and they need that receiver spot. Maybe they'd be willing to get Will Fuller because you see a lot of those trades. You know, like when Hunter Henry goes down and that was the only person's tight end, they're willing to trade you Hunter Henry for a little bit less just so they can have a tight end. So for the same maneuver, some of these guys to get hurt, like a guy like Will Fuller, maybe, maybe you can get him for a little bit cheaper on the value right now. Shone does have a really good rapport with Deshaun Watson. Watson. What do you think about that? No, it's, a, it's a, not a bad strategy, not a bad thought. Um, you know, maybe you give him uh, the whoever, you give you give away a, like an older player that still has some value, a, another wide receiver like you were saying, and, and, and you get kind of an upgrade. In like the, a golden tape. There you go, like a golden take type of guy. You get an upgrade in, in as far as longevity of a career and also, you know, obviously Will Fuller is a pretty good player. So. I will admit that I was wrong on Will Fuller, but I will not go out and trade for him. Because, I still don't want him on my team. No, because sometimes, like, when those guys, like, show me up, you know, right away, like, it's some, sometimes they'll be like, oh, rich in your face. But then literally, like, the next year, they're like, oh, yeah, back in your face, buddy. Two can play this point point in face game. Right. Oh. Then they're like, your fa- look at your face. And I'm like, oh, you're, you got me there. <laughs> I look in the mirror every day. Don't, don't get so down on yourself, man. I'm sorry. Those frames really got you down, didn't they? <laughs> it wasn't the frames. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hon, what do you think about doing it this way? You're hideous. <laughs> oh, my God. You married me. <laughs> of course, I can't rebut that because, uh, God forbid, you know. Well, you're hideous, too. <gasps> That's how Dynasty Rich got stabbed. <laughs> So, moving, uh, moving on. on. <laughs> Speaking of getting stabbed, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch has never stabbed anybody in his life, but he's out for the year with a groin injury. Um, is this? You think Lynch is done after this? I mean, he's old, so John Gruden's got to still want him back. Uh, I mean, I, is John Gruden the worst coach ever? He's a bad personnel guy. Yeah, not too good. Right. Hey, hey, Amari. <laughs> you gotta go. Adios. So uh, back to your original question, Marshawn Lynch. Is he done? He could have a little bit left in the tank. I don't know, but I mean, if if I was the Raiders, I'd be trying to move on from him. You know what I mean? But yeah, to hit the boys the men. It's so hard to say goodbye because right. it's time to say goodbye. And this is gonna open the door. What I really like here is obviously Doug Martin is Doug Martin. You know, he's gonna have a couple good moments and then he's gonna have some bad moments. He's gonna be too much of a roller coaster for me to even go out and acquire. But I really like the acquisition of a guy by the name of Jalen Richard here in PPR leagues. I think he's going to really hold value here on a team that's constantly playing catch-up in PPR leagues with Doug Martin, not really a pass catcher running back, not really even a dynamic running back. I can see even as we get closer to the end of the year where when it even comes to splitting some carries, I can see Jalen Richard even get a little bit more carries in that scenario as well. But I think he's already on pace for like – like he's like Richard to have like 60 catches by the end of the year. And I think that's going to really hold true. I think he's going to be a consistent double digit point guy going forward. And if you're looking for running back help and then you're strapped, I think he's somebody that you can go out there and acquire that can help you actually make a championship caliber push that you're not going to, have to pay that championship caliber caliber price for. Um, like you got ahead of the game last year when you gave me golden tape for Tariq Cohen, you know, right. and Cohen didn't help you last year, but now Cohen's a monster out snapping, even almost Jordan Howard there and just, dominating which makes it look great for you in hindsight i think richard can be that same kind of role like what you expected to get out of cohen last year that you didn't get but you're getting this year i think you got a richard you know what i mean like you made that move last year for cohen to get that production you just didn't get it but i think richard will give you that kind of production what do you think the price tag is on a guy like Jalen richard you think uh, a 19 second and third can get it done or do you think that people just they'd rather hold out for a player just because they know he is going to produce at this point? I uh, I think you can get him for a second and third in the right league. You know that's what where I mean? I'm starting. Yeah, and uh, I'm trying to open those gates. I think that I mean I, I don't think that's like a horrible opening, you know, opening trade proposal or anything like that. So I mean, you might it all depends on the owner. You know, I mean, if they want players, you might have to go the player route. But as far as a straight draft pick type of thing, um, it, it would be around a second and third. That's what you would propose. That's what I would propose. Matt's proposing. <laughs> uh, yeah, Richard, I th- will you trade me? <laughs> will you please? Tra- Absolutely not. Not for a second. Third, this guy's going to carry me to a championship. So if you're looking for like a flex spot fill I mean, he, or a uh, solid running back three, this is a very good option. Right. He's already got 39 catches. So, I mean, and that's we're halfway through the season. He's going to have 80 catches. Right. He could have 80, 85 catches because, I mean, they've had their bye already also. So, he really, he's only played seven games. Is that why you're proposing? Because of the bye? 
that is. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think this is a very strong move, and I think it's a move that'd be willing to be. Like we always say, don't worry about the slight overpay when you're making a championship caliber push. Would you go as far as do you think? I think I'd go as far as like, hey, I'll give you my 19 first. You give me Richard, and maybe like maybe try and get back a second, you know, or something like that. Or like, hey, I'll give you my first and third. You give me Richard and your second. That, know, yeah, I mean, that, one of the you know, obviously, would you be okay with that? Is what I'm saying. Be, like, yeah, you got to be flexible. Um, if yeah, think, especially I mean, especially if you're making a championship run, that that's obviously going to be a later first, and whoever you're taking it from wouldn't be selling you that player if if they were making a, a push themselves. So that it'll, it'll most likely be a, a an earlier second. So yeah. you're just moving back some in the I mean, ten spots possibly here right. around there. Yep. And I think Richard's under contract for like two more years. Uh, he's only in his third year. Okay, so never mind then. Yeah, two more years. This year and next year. He, he, you know, he's probably just this year to be honest. I mean, yeah, this year and then next year, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, this is a two year and a half window you can get. And to me, if I could do that, if I just slide him back in a second, it helps me get a champion cal- championship caliber push. Again, I think he will put up the production that you're gonna, you know, how do Johnson finishes running back one last year, kind of in that kind of category. Mm-hmm. I think here going the rest of the way, he's gonna be a fringe high-end running back, too, just in PPR leagues. And, again, something's going to help you win. Uh, most people aren't going to make that push for Jalen Richard. And I know it sounds crazy to say, hey, would you give up first for Jalen Richard? I know it sounds crazy to come out of the mouth. But when you're trying to win a championship, to me, I'm trying to wait. I'm trying to make that trade work. I love opening with the second and third. And if the owner comes back and is like a strong no, you know, you might have to bust in with that first, but then try and get something else back as well. Maybe there's another player on there. Or mostly I'm going to try and go the first and, hey, you know, I would love to get Richard and just move back out of the first into a second. I would love that. And people see this time of the year, people that know they're kind of out of it, and you just say the word first, they're like, oh, I'm ready to burst. First and burst? Yeah, you know, I'm a rhymer. Yes, you are. You didn't know that in my part I didn't. Time? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any albums coming out, but, you know, I got the skills. I feel like we've been to pay the bills for, for a long time. I should have known this. You should have known this. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, well you learn something new about something every day. I guess so. I learned today about you. You can help me hang frames in two frames in 25 minutes. I'm a good frame frame hanger. Frame hanger? You are not hip-hop anonymous. Dude, no, not at all. Um, So, Richard, I, again, I'm highly promoting this Yeah, dude, I like trade. it. Yeah. Uh, I think he's, I think at the end of the year, even nothing else comes out of the rest of the year, if he helps you win or come in even second place, I think that juice is definitely worth the squeeze. Definitely, if somehow you just get him for the second, third, totally worth it in the 19 class. And then if you just move back into the second, I think that's totally going to be worth it as well. Um, also, Josh Allen gets hurt. Hurts his elbow. He's got some of that elbow-nitis going around this year. Mm. A lot of elbow-nitis. Yeah, did you see the hit? It was kind of – it was a weird one where it looked like his his, his arm almost like hyperextended a little bit. Dude, that was weeks ago. I don't remember that stuff like, stuff like that. All right. I have a very – what was this? It was this throwing. I have so much information going in his brain yeah. on a daily basis. It's so hard for him to remember stuff like that. It was no. basically he he was he was you know uh, following through on a throw and his arm was basically straight out in front of him and, then, and a defensive guy hit him right in the back, back of the elbow. Okay, now it's starting to ring the bell. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. And I think like it, the front of his hand was stuck on something also. There's some a lot of traffic going on. Yeah, a lot of like perfect scenarios. I know they're talking about oh, possible Tommy John doesn't need possible Tommy John doesn't need it. Uh, probably out a couple more weeks here. They put in Derek Anderson. Da comes in, he gets concussed. So now in comes Nathan Peterman. Right. We all want to know Nate, what Nathan Peterman's good for. Uh, throwing a lot of interceptions. Yeah. So if you have a defense, um, that's Chicago playing defense the, yeah. this week. There you uh, go. They're playing the strap build. up the boots. Yep. Because you're about to go all the way to the other end of the field. Yes, sir. Um. So, long-term, this doesn't do anything with Josh Allen. Uh, probably saves him from getting his butt whipped a little bit more. Get him to sit down, watch a little bit more tape. No, nothing, again, nothing there in Buffalo you want to – we said this before the year started. There's nothing in Buffalo you want to mess with. No, there's not, man. Yeah, they're like Wu-Tang Clan, right? Ain't nothing of – Yeah, you know the words. You know, some of these young guys might not, but you know. I know them. And a lot of our listeners know because right. they're hip. Are we hip? I, I don't know. I don't know if Wu-Tang makes us hip or makes us not hip. Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really a big Wu-Tang. I've never right. been a huge Wu-Tang listener. And, you know, that song, that's about it. You know the lyrics. You were trying to give me, you are like, hey, does DMX, <laughs> today we were working out, Matt's like, just out of nowhere, Matt's like, no, we were listening to Tupac. I was going to say, because Tupac came on, and Tupac holds up in my eyes. Yeah, and Matt's and, like, like uh, I still like Tupac, and I just, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. Matt's like, do you think DMX still holds up? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You know, like we look back, we listened to him in 1998. 
And I was just like, I was young and young people are just generally more angry and relate to angry music more. So I, that's why I was just like, was it good music or was it just so angry that we liked it? So we were working out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hold on, let's see. I stopped the song we were listening to, which was Tupac. Yeah. It was fabulous, by it the was, way. It was very good. To me, to me, the greatest rapper of all time, Tupac. To me. But I'm old. So it's just, you know. Right, exactly. You know, some people think the Beatles are the greatest band of all time. That's to each of their own. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so we put on DMX. Did it hold up? I didn't even ask you afterwards. Well, I felt like I got I I got a little extra push. It in, looked like you were pumping at iron a little bit quicker. So I mean, I think it 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 still tickled the anger, okay, a little All bit. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm, so you know where the you know where the hood's at? Yeah, exactly. All right, just making sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for injuries. Oh, that, Ted Ginn, out for the year. Yeah, I mean, basically just gives um, Traquan Smith Traquan Smith more opportunity. Did you know like Drew Brees is completing almost eighty percent of his passes? He's a goat. It's pretty ridiculous. He's yeah. very good, yeah. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till Baker turns into Drew Brees' light. Right? It's going to happen, right? Uh, we'll see. Um, speaking of that. Speaking of that, let's just transition <laughs> right into the de- demolishing of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. So Hugh Jackson gets fired. Literally one of the best de- moments. <laughs> like, I texted my wife yesterday in the middle of the day. I'm like, Hugh Jackson. La- we walked at all the Browns games together. Yes, we And did. we sit here and we watch him. And I... Most of the time, what am I doing? I'm complaining about Hugh Jackson and how I hate him. I just hate him. Um, you know, I don't know him personally, so I can't right, complain his Right, right. Who but knows? I hate, I hate his coaching ability. Let me put it that way. That's what I hate. I don't hate him. I hate I hate the way he does his job. Uh, and I've been begging for him to be fired for about a year and a half now, maybe it's, two it, years. It has been a while. Well, I mean, it's um, been a lot of crap we've been watching. So. And uh, he got fired. I texted my wife. And I was like, Hugh Jackson just got fired. Boom. I was having a terrible day. And now, no matter what happens the rest of the day, it's going to be a good day. Hallelujah. She's like, oh, I bet you're so happy. And I'm like, I am. So Hugh Jackson's gone. Todd Haley's gone because he was being insubordinate. And you can't be insubordinate. It doesn't matter how if you're right or wrong. You, you can't do that. Uh, right. Cor- uh, correct. Sorry. It, it puts a bad image on our young man, Baker. We can't do that. So in comes Freddie Kitchens uh, as offensive coordinator, former running backs coach here. Uh, and... Greg Williams is going to be the head coach for now. And then hopefully head we coach get... slash defense quarter. Yep. Yeah. So maybe the Browns get a little uptick. Maybe they'll actually use Duke Johnson now, I would imagine. I would hope. I mean, um, with without actually knowing this guy's history very much, I mean, apparently he, he called plays in the fourth preseason game. If I was paying attention in the fourth preseason game, I don't remember it. So I, I don't, We were up 25 nothing at the half. Right. So it sounds like he's the next Sean McVay. Well, clearly, we've got the next Sean McVay. Clear's day. Yeah. So we're good to go there. Um, so Browns are going to pretty much go undefeated the rest of the second half of the season. We're going to upset the Chiefs. We're going to be like, oh, my gosh. What? Did, it was all Hughes' fault. Thank God. Who cares? I don't even care if we lose the rest of the games. He's gone. Hallelujah. The Wicked Witch is gone. I hate him. I, ha- I hate his job. I hate what he does. The Browns are free. Free at last. Free at last. Thank John Dorsey Almighty. <laughs> free at last. Um, speaking of somebody else losing their job. Jameis Winston. Oh, my gosh. Hey, buddy. Hey. Uh, can't be throwing all those interceptions. Fitz is back. Yeah. Hey, hey. you know how you ate that W? Uh, mm, Going to need you to eat that L, too. So Fitz Magic is back. Fitz Magic is back. Um, so does this give a little bump to Deshaun Jackson? I think they probably had a better connection. Definitely gives a bump to Deshaun Jackson. Was keeping him as a wide receiver one. In the meantime, uh, kind of. I don't know what it's going to do to O.J. Howard as much as, you know, but... Right now, I think it's. I think the whole thing for an offense. We remember in the beginning of the year. I mean, Fitzpatrick was setting records when it comes to fantasy points. Right. So he's got enough weapons around him where I think that's going to be okay. He's going to be solid here. I'm looking at this as a really nice opportunity to buy low on Jameis Winston. I'm not going to attack him this week because it's too quick to the to the point. Let um, it marinate a little bit. But I I almost went today actually because I thought you know it takes Tuesday. It's a new, first day I can make trade offers in a lot of leagues I'm in. Um, I'm going to make a lot of trade offers for Jameis. And I actually had it go in there, ready to hit send. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it one more week. Pump you know, the brakes. Pump them. Let Fitz look a little bit better. I think this is a really good opportunity for Jameis. Because I don't think Jameis's problem is his overall talent. I just think it's his brain. He needs to eat some more smart pills. <laughs> they have those, right? I, <laughs> for his sake, like, let's hope he does. I or mean, hope he, they do. He's just really – he does. He makes really dumb decisions. Whether it's you know stealing crab legs – 
talking bad to an Uber driver, throwing interceptions. There's a lot of bad decision-making going on here um, with Jameis. But he's also very young still. I mean, what is Jameis, 24 years old? He is. So let me ask you this. Um, With him being so young and Dirk Cutter obviously – I mean, in in my eyes, he's going to be getting fired. What does this mean for for Jameis Winston? Does this mean they're going to can – Dirk, a Dirk Cutter and clear house, do you think? Or do you think it's, hey, they're going to can Dirk Cutter and bring somebody in and say, hey, you 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 have to coach Jameis Winston. Coach yeah. Jameis Winston up. That's that's the ultimatum. That's how that's how you get this job is you, if, have, to, you have to have Jameis Winston as your quarterback. If I own the Bucs, it would be you have to – I'm looking for somebody to fix Jameis Winston. Right. Because players like Jameis Winston are too hard to find. You know, it doesn't – it, it's not that easy just to get rid of a quarterback like that. I mean, how many teams do that besides Washington? And Washington, I mean, Washington took, took forever to do it, you know, by franchising. It's just hard to give a guy, of, you know, Jameis Winston's upside and caliber. And like you said, his age and his immaturity, which should be something that can grow out of him. Maybe the suspension could be something to help him do that as well. Maybe that's something that helps him. Remember, Chris Carter got benched before he became a Hall of Famer. Um, maybe this could be something that helps Jameis Winston in the long term, but – to me, I find it really hard to throw a towel in on a guy with so much upside who's proven that he can do it at this level. You know, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, coming off two, the two games before that, he was pretty solid. You know, and then he comes in, he has a terrible game, he gets benched. I get it. And then Fitzmagic comes in, almost leads you back. You got to start him. You know, the, you, you can't go to your team, look him in the eye, and say we're trying to win and put Jameis back in there after what Fitzpatrick has done. Um, so for me, the answer to that question is. I don't know because I don't know what the ownership's going to say. Because if you keep Jameis, you got to commit a lot of money to him. So damn, Skippy, you do. That, yep. That's a decision, you know. Or do you? I mean, it's just his option next year, right? Which is nineteen million. I think yeah, fifth so, year option. Yep. To me, that's a no brainer. Anyways, I pick up Jameis's Winston's option, right? That's a nineteen uh, nineteen million. I give him one more year. New coach, right? You hire a new coach and see if it can work. Uh, and then you go from there, I guess. And I'm sure even if it didn't work out, I'm sure you'd be able to still trade Jameis Winston, you know, for a team that, say, a quarterback gets hurt or something like that. I mean, Sam Bradford went for a first. You don't think you could get a first-round pick for Jameis Winston? For no, sure I, you could get a first-round pick for Jameis Winston. You should be able to get Yeah, I mean, even after the season, I would – no matter what, I'm picking up the option, I'm going to ride out. I still think I, – I still think Jameis has a lot of upside. I think he makes really bad decisions, but he is really young. It's easy to say, yeah, well, he's young, but he's been in the league for this long. He's got to learn better. Well, that's easy to say, but everybody matures a little bit differently. You know, a lot of people see things differently. This is a guy who's probably been spoiled his whole life and been pampered, and here he is now thinking he can do whatever he wants. He's got to realize he can't. Upside's there. We're at a fork in a row with Jameis. Which way is he going to go? But I still like Jameis Winston long term. I've liked him the entire time. Uh, His interceptions are a problem. But I think he just needs somebody to come in here and actually help him become a better quarterback. And unfortunately, I don't think Dirk Cutter, Cutter is that guy. I don't. I think. I don't think he's that great of a head coach, honestly. And I think that whole offensive system. That, I mean, he keeps firing everybody, you know, as scapegoats. And sometimes you got to realize the problem may be you, a la like a Hugh Jackson, right? So I think they need to find the next, you know, offensive coach that they can come in here and work with him. They have all the weapons around him. You know, even if Deshaun Jackson leaves because he's upset, okay, see you, dude. You know, we still we got Chris Godwin. We're good. Um, we have James Watson. He, he looked okay in the preseason. And we, you know what? We'll draft another wide receiver. Oh, we'll yeah. get a we'll get yeah. a good running back in here. We got two solid tight ends. We're fine on offense. You know, so for me, I'm keeping him. I don't know what you would do. I know it's a long, no, exasperated I, answer to what you asked. I think but the, I know, that's what I'm doing. I think the most likely scenario is that they do they pick up the fifth year option. And then they they have a new coach and they see how how the marriage goes, and, and you just play year by year. I think it's it's not like it's not astronomically, you know, the number isn't astronomical to just do it that way. And even if you have to franchise them, franchise them another year, totally worth it. So I mean, you're paying nineteen one year and then like twenty something the next twenty five. Yeah, it's still worth it, right? It's exactly. still uh, you're gonna pay him twenty five if you send him a long term contract anyway. You probably pay him more honestly, right? For that, so. Maybe if anything, this will help it. Get, maybe get him a long-term contract for a little cheaper. You know, who knows? Or uh, b- maybe Jameis went out. Before we move on, uh, we did forget to mention that Ronald Jones hammy, and he's going to be out a while for it. Who gives a rat's ass about Ronald Jones? Uh, if you drafted him, you deserve a bad hammy. 
We told you not to take that turn. <laughs> I just figured it was worth mentioning. Well, you know, guess what, Rich? You also told us not to take Will Fuller. Can't win them all. <laughs> just most of them. <laughs> I didn't have crystal balls back then. Got them now. Right. So, yeah, going back to Dynasty, though, long term, whether it be Superflex or anything along those lines, I am buying Jameis Winston. Are you buying or are you just selling? Um, I th- I think at this point I'm good on him, to be honest. Okay. That's fair. I mean, you're not going to actively pursue him, but... I'm not going to actively pursue him. If you owned him, him, you wouldn't be selling him, right? I wouldn't because, I mean, obviously it's a downtime. I wouldn't sell him. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I'd be buying. Okay. At least at least dipping my toe in the water. Definitely a super flex. Oh, well, and a super, mm. I mean, a super mm. flex is mm. different. Yeah. So. Mm. Give me some of that, like Halloween candy. What's your favorite candy again? Mine? Yeah. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, probably. All right. No, we've talked about this many times. Yeah. Every time we do, Colleen hits me up on Twitter. I'm like, you're disgusting. Who? Colleen about like because like Mike and Ike's are gross. She says oh they're my faves. Yeah, Mike and, and Ike's are passions. Mike and Ike's are gross. That's it. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Listen, we talk about this super times. All right. I know. Hashtag sleep fan. I sleep with the fan on. Toes out from under the blanket. Got I it. eat Mike and Ike's because I love them so much. And Sour Patch Kids. Not a big chocolate guy. Just me. Not me. Mm, Not my thing. Not my bad. Cup. That's yeah. Here, but Reese's Pieces are more peanut butter than chocolate. Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect blend of both. I agree. That's why I like them. But I'm telling you, it's more peanut butter than chocolate. Right? Sure. I mean, yeah. when you when you bite in that succulent piece of rigid, rigid circular peanut butter, it's mu- the, the chocolate's pretty thin. I don't mind that. Don't mind like those. Like I can eat like a mini Snickers, but not like a whole Snickers. I could not see bad. that it gets gets a little too sweet with all yeah, that. A little yeah. too rich for me. I, yeah. I'm not even a big sweet guy. You know, like that's not really my bag, baby. But uh, you know, like uh, like a, like if you gave me like a Hershey's Kiss. Like a pure piece of chocolate, man. It's, I'm good on that. Yeah. Oh man, I could gobble those up all day. No, not me. Yeah, see, it's kind of gross, but not gross. Like I'm like disgusted. Like it's cottage cheese or blue cheese. That's blue cheese is disgusting. Cottage cheese, I could eat every day of my life. Blue cheese is gross. Yeah. There's not many foods I think like I love food. Like I'll eat anything. I'm like, oh dude, hey sushi, love it. Italian, love it. Mexican, ooh, love it. Not many things. Blue cheese, hate it. Blue cheese taste the way horrible feet smell yeah right why would i want to eat feet dude that shit's like really popular though know. people love blue cheese you get it you're with me though right? i'm with you it's bro. like disgusting i'm with you it's disgusting i mean it smells bad yeah it looks bad it's, it a, it's bad. moldy cheese that's why it looks bad it's a trifecta <laughs> isn't all cheese moldy cheese essentially well, some technically is, some is green though Ugh. i mean it's all like moldy Ooh, we had a my wife ate grilled cheese sandwiches the other week, mm-hmm. and she used Gouda cheese. Pretty good, Gouda, huh? Pretty good. On my birthday, she's like, she's like, because we we're going out to dinner. Fancy, out. those are fancy grilled cheese sandwiches. They you're were, making. they were, they were pretty damn good too. But she was like, uh, she, cause we're going out to dinner Friday for my birthday. Birthday was on like a Tuesday, turned thirty nine. Thanks for the, wishing me happy birthday, by the way. We were here. Oh, dude, that was weeks ago. <laughs> I thought we talked about this. <laughs> And uh, she was like, what do, you guys, what do you want for your birthday? Like, what kind of dinner do you want? I'm like, honestly, you know what I'm in the mood for? I'm like, grilled cheese and tomato soup. Mm. She's like, really? For your birthday? And I'm like, it's, it's been a long time, and I really like grilled cheese and tomato soup. Yeah. So yeah. she comes home with, like, the, the thick bread, you know? And sure. It was, like, that thick bread, and she got Gouda cheese. I'm like, okay, whatever. Whatever. I'm whatever. not cooking, you know? Yeah. Wait, every time, what do you want for dinner? Whatever you're cooking, I will eat. All right. I am not picky. And she made it, and I was like, holy crap. Good stuff, huh? Yeah, she's like, I don't think I'll ever make grilled cheese without Gouda cheese again. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll eat it. Not picky. Nice. Moving on. Let's talk. <laughs> we, we keep digressing. I keep digressing. I know. This was this was going to be a quick episode today, I thought. Well, you know, we got, <laughs> we, we've got fans to talk to. Oh, I know. I'm just joking. I don't really call them fans. Listeners, I'm sorry. There Listeners. you go. Um, Let's talk about some trades yep. that occurred over the last two weeks while we were gone. Because um, next week we got to talk about free agents. Yes, sir. You promise? Yeah, I promise, man. I'm not making any promises. Oh, okay. Oh, and before we talk about trades, Brandon Marshall got cut. And Terrell Pryor signed with the Bills. And Terrell Pryor signed with the Bills. Um, Carlos Hyde gets traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. They get a fifth-round pack pick back. I think that's fantastic. Opens the door for Nick Chubb. To me, Nick Chubb has really impressed me in all facets of, 
facets of his game. Early on, um, before the combine, I talked about, you know, I'm somewhat worried about his speed if he's going to be able to get to the outside corner. Runs that 40 time in the combine. I'm like, wow, that kind of solves that answer. And now watching him play, it's even further that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he's had the fastest, second fastest time, time to a running back on one of his runs. Um, he's looked explosive, yeah. fast, big, powerful. Really like what I like see out of Nick Chubb. Even though it's just these last couple of weeks when we did that rookie redraft, I'd even probably notch him up a little bit higher now at this point for how impressed I've been. Even caught a couple passes as well. He's looked fantastic. He has, and he's shown nice stop-start ability and, and lateral quickness, which, you know. Cuts. Was, yep. Yeah. So um, I think he's improving. I think he started off. I think he was nervous, to be honest, because they even they even mentioned something about that, like during the preseason and, and approaching the regular season, how he was just needed to get some of like the jitters out and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And you could tell early on that he wasn't sure if he belonged or something, and 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 he kind of eased his way into it. And I think the game where he was breaking off of th- those big runs, I think, kind of really let him know that hey, I, I I belong here. I I can actually play in this league. Winning rookie of the week is probably a nice uh, way exactly, to go. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it looks very decisive. His visions looked very good. Right. The way he just stops, plants, and hits the right. He sees it. His vision's been very good. Um, so obviously you're not going out there and buy Nick Chubb, but if you did draft Nick Chubb, I think the the upside here is looking like a like a home run draft pick here. Like this this run back class has come away a little bit solid here because obviously Sony's look good. Uh, we kept saying all along Sony's our number two. Sony's our number two. Sony's our number two, and people are now coming along going, yeah, Sony could be the number two there um, with Nick with, with Nick Chubb and Carrion Johnson biting at his ankles because they've Carrion Johnson as well has looked fantastic right and obviously sony michelle has been down the past couple weeks with like an mcl thing this week he should be back just wanted to throw that out there looking fantastic um and and you know if you're carlos hyde owner i wouldn't go freaking out um i would um i mean you mean the six carries for 11 yards freaking out that's i mean he was there you know obviously he came there over on a trade and then they immediately flew over to london so i mean you're not going to really get settled in at least let him see how this week goes before you totally freak out about. Yeah, but here's Carlos the thing, Matt. I mean, after week ten, by Leonard Fournette's coming back, so by the time he settles in, it's is be he too though? Late. The, the kid is he? I'm gonna say yeah because they've been saying this. Like even when it when he came out of the game right away, they said most likely he shouldn't even come back anyway until after the bye in week ten. So at this point, we said too they should just shut him down until he's 100 percent healthy and. If he does, I mean, I guess you'd be somewhat worried after because they did trade for Carlos. I, I would be more worried about Leonard Fournette's availability for the rest of the year, to be honest. I'd be more worried about T.J. Yeldon, if I'm going to be honest. All right, I mean, T.J. Yeldon still comes in. He's the pass catcher, running back. He's going to be on third down. Shoney can run a little bit between the tackles. He's not Carlos Hyde, but for a team that's been you know playing catch up a lot, anyways, you're going to see a lot more of T.J. Yeldon. I think Carlos Hyde's value is completely destroyed. I think it's almost not even. I think he's done. I mean, I'm a big Carlos Hyde fan. You know, he went to Ohio State, was on the Browns for a little bit. I've always been a Carlos Hyde fan. I think for me personally, though, I think his time in fantasy football relevance is over. I think after this year, he's going to be a free agent. They're going to they're going to release him. They're not going to pick up that option. Not when you have, you know, not with Leonard Fournette, not at $5 million a year, $6 million a year. I mean, who's going to sign Carlos Hyde next year? There's going to be other better options. I mean, Tevin Coleman's going to be a free agent. There's going to be other better options there than Carlos Hyde for a guy that this year on a team that, you know, was feeding him the football. And he, I know he had a lot of touchdowns there, but was average under four yards per carry. I don't think he's going to get that yards per carry better up in Jacksonville. I just don't think he's going to be relevant. You know what I mean? He's just going to be one of those running backs that we know his name, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, Carlos Hyde's still not signed? Like, oh, that's kind of odd. I just don't think it's – I don't think it's going to be there. I don't think he's going to ever get a starting opportunity again unless it's become some injury. And for me, I mean, he's not cuttable off your roster, but I think the only time he's going to be relevant is on a team that he's on, that other person that's getting all that time is going to be the starter. I, I wasn't I wasn't saying don't freak out about him long-term. I don't think anyone saw him as a long-term option, to be honest. Uh, but, I mean, I just think for the rest of this fantasy football year, I think that I, th- I think he could still have a return to some sort of value. I don't. All right. I really, I, I think I, I, for somebody who even has Carlos Hyde in some leagues, like I'm just like, oh, dude, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in week eight. Fournette comes back in three weeks. Like you said, he has, a, he has a mess with this. A team is playing catch up the way Yeldon's played, and which is that's kind of weirded me out. Like not weirded me out, but kind of made me a little 
off too. I'm like, well, the guy yelled in. I guess they had nobody behind yelled in too. They didn't know. Yeah, they. I mean, it, to me, it, it said more about Leonard Fournette. I guess we'll find out week ten. We'll have a better grasp on we week ten. Yep. If if Fournette is out for the rest of the year on a team that wants to run the ball heavily, then okay, I'm okay with Carlos Hyde. But I'm going to go into this thinking Fournette's going to be back in week ten, and you know on third downs again they're going to use TJ Yeldon, so he's going to become almost nothing. We'll see you this week. All right. All right. Uh, Amari Cooper gets traded to Dallas Cowboys. They give a first round pick for him. When I heard that Amari Cooper was available and that they were looking for a first-round pick in return, I wanted to laugh out loud and say, bah, ha, ha, there's no way you're going to get a first-round pick for Amari Cooper because that's just not the way the NFL works. But for some ungodly reason, when John Gruden asks for a first-round pick, he gets them in these ridiculous trades. So, um, yeah, they gave up a first-round pick. I'm okay with it, though. I know everybody else is still ragging on him, like, oh, look at them and give a first-round pick. You're talking about a guy who's only 24 years old, right? One of the better route runners we've seen come out of college. Did something the first two years has only been done a handful of times of his career with over back-to-back over 1,000 yards to start his career. Hold on, hold on. I wasn't at all trying to say that Omar Cooper's, like, dirt. I just – they just – you just never seem to get that kind of value for a trade with players. In the NFL, that was all I was trying to say. I mean, Brandon Cooks went for a first. Yeah, but Brandon Cooks, don't you think, has done a little bit more? Even, I guess maybe not. The first I mean, time I he got I traded, did he really yeah. do that much more right. than Amari Cooper? I mean, Amari Cooper's big knock here is going to be like his Drop, recent drops drop over passes, the last, yeah. what, going on two years now, yeah. which is pretty bad. But also, time, I mean, his usage alone and target share has been a little off as well, um, which can be concerning. And maybe a lot of that's just frustration, too. Maybe some of those drops are just like he's frustrated. So maybe a fresh start would be well um, received. And he's going to a spot where, obviously, we're talking about, the, you know, arguably the worst receiving core, maybe out of Buffalo, besides Buffalo, them in neck and neck. Now to go back to Buffalo in the NFL. So he's going to a team that has a young quarterback they can get a rapport with. They're obviously, if you give a first-round pick, they're going to try and sign him long-term. Jerry Jones is tuning his horn. And you know Jerry Jones. He can give a first-round pick and not sign this dude to a long-term contract. No, Jerry's not um, letting him out of the building. Going, going to a place, you get to play in a dome, essentially, in a warm-weather city. I think this is all upside for Amari Cooper. And granted, none of this could just necessarily cure the, the drops. It's not guaranteed to cure the drops. But this is, I think, for Amari Cooper, a really good thing because – Oakland's just imploding out there. Oh, and, and dumpster fire stuff. I mean, like, get the heck out of there, man. So, yeah, it, any anybody that gets out of Oakland is a positive thing at this point. Do you think – Do because, I mean, if we go back a couple of weeks ago, Amari Cooper is definitely attainable. Um, I think the I think the move to Dallas will have relit people's flames a little bit for him. I think so, too. And I wonder what – like. I'm trying to think of what like, the price tag would be on, like, an Amari Cooper. Like, can you get away with getting Amari Cooper for, like – your entire 19 draft class? Like, does it he'll give you a first, second, third, fourth, and fifth for him? Like, does it even take – I mean, for me, I would just laugh at that. I would just – I would delete the trade offer right away. But, like, are you trying to trade for Amari Cooper? Or is the price tag probably now just too high because everybody's a little bit excited? That, that's what I mean. I, I think I think the, the price went up on him the second he went to Dallas. and I, don't, I think he overcomes. You think he overcomes and turns it around? And, I do. Yeah, no, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, he's gonna be. The, I think they're gonna make him the focal point of that offense. You know, I mean, obviously you have Zeke there, but he's gonna be heavily involved. And I think a man of his caliber and his route running ability, uh, I think he's gonna be just fine getting open. I think maybe if anything, if you're a Dak owner, even this is gonna be a, a sigh of relief. I mean, I wouldn't see. It wouldn't be the first time that we've seen a wide receiver who had issues catching the ball just because they weren't getting fed the ball early. And maybe their head wasn't in the game, and then all of a sudden it's the second quarter or something, and the first pass gets thrown to them, and they drop it, and then it gets in their head, and then the next week it's it's in their head there already, and then they drop their first pass then, and it's like and then he plays the Browns and goes off, right? Exactly. So it's it's one of those things that um, it could be one of those things where he just he finds a new home. They treat him a little nicer. Mm-hmm. They cuddle him a little bit more on his undercarriage, and he's catching balls. Like taint-wise? Yeah, that, okay. that's what I was um, talking about. 
if you don't believe that Amari Cooper, then you you know say you've had Amari Cooper all the time and you followed it like extreme. Say you have Amari Cooper on your roster and you're an Oakland fan and you've just followed Amari Cooper as closer than anybody possibly could, and you think, dude, I don't care if he goes to Green Bay or New England. This dude is not turning around. I've seen all his drops, a hundred percent of them, and this dude's just not going to have it. Then you use this opportunity to get him to go to Dallas and try and capitalize and get that solid return mm-hmm. on him. Uh, I mean, if you can somehow get a, like a high first, it's going to be some solid rookie receivers in this draft coming up. In this, we always talk about the 19 class not being that great, but I think we talk about. I, I always refer to it to be as more as it's going to be top heavy. You know, like top six players. It's going to be some solid choices. I think the rest going to be pretty bland. Too early to say that, but that's obviously what, that's how right. I feel. Um, moving on, Golden Tate got traded this one really surprises me for a team to be in just a game out of first place in the division a guy who's seen about 25 26 percent of the target share out there matt stafford's you know safety net a guy who's one of the best receivers in the nfl with yards after the catch who's caught over 90 footballs for four years straight i think this is somewhat shocking even though if you have kenny galladay even though you have marvin jones i mean golden tate does things completely different than those two receivers for me, that's a really odd trade. It doesn't matter if he's a free agent next year. And I know a third-round pick is a great return for a guy you're getting rid of next year. But at the same time, if Golden Tate went and signed somewhere, you probably could have got a third-round comp pick anyways. Right. I think they were just kind of, they. I think they were just making they, – they might not have got a third. They probably would have got a fourth. And it's just one of those things where, hey, let's just – let's get a little upgrade, get it, get it a year sooner, and and boom. You know, well, I, here's what you need to do. You need to go on your waiver wire. I tweeted this out earlier. I want to make sure I went through all my leagues first where I did it. You want there's only been four receivers on the Lions roster all year that have caught a single pass. Right. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, and TJ Jones. Now, TJ Jones is 26 years old. He's six foot. Um, nice solid could be a nice solid slot receiver out there in uh, Detroit. I know everybody's talking about ooh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay time is here. I think it's more of a Marvin Jones bump. Marvin Jones is heavily targeted already as it is in the red zone. Um, better report into that system. At, you know, I like Kenny Galladay. I do. But I think Marvin Jones is going to have a little bit higher bump here if you have him. Um, if He might be somebody that's obtainable that you might be able to go out and trade for. That's going to I mean, there's 25% target share here available. But also, you want to check your waiver wire for TJ Jones, wide receiver, Detroit Lions. Now we're going to have three receivers on here that have caught footballs. TJ Jones is going to be involved. He's going to be involved a little bit more in the slot here as well. So this is a guy who can all of a sudden start seeing. I mean, dude, if he can start seeing about 10, 15% of the target share, that's going to make him somewhat fantasy relevant, even possibly put him down to the low end wide receiver three range. Definitely if somebody gets injured here. To me, um, He's a must grab. He was available in about half my leagues. Remember, the leagues I'm in are 30 man rosters. Some of them no kickers and defenses. So if he's available in some of my leagues, I guarantee he's available in some of your dynasty leagues. Definitely highly recommend going to pick him up. Bottom of the uh, roster kind of guy that might actually become relevant quicker than later. We see these guys all the time that we tell you to go, hey, you gotta go pick up, or without us telling them, you pick up at free agents because of opportunity. Right. And then two years from now, you're going, oh, I remember I picked up TJ Jones. Look at him now. You know, like a nice. Look at him low, go. He's a low end wide receiver three. He's like a golden, you know, not a golden T. He was a high end wide receiver two. But you know what I mean? Something viable. If you, anytime you get something off the waiver wire that can get into your lineup, that's a good move. And anybody can get off your waiver wire and flip it for a pick, even a better move. Nice, slick way to pick up picks right there. Today, I traded Vance McDonald for a second round pick next year. Somebody I picked up the waiver wire. I traded you, Trey Burton, for a first-round pick. I gave you an Adam Sheen, somebody I picked up off the waiver right. wire. So, um, and he was somebody we mentioned in our look-ahead 18 free agents that you we want to pick sure up. Did, so, yeah. when we talk about our show next week, there could be like a guy like Trey Burton out there that's going to open some opportunity. But TJ Jones, pick him up. Golden Tate goes to the Eagles. And to me, this is somewhat of a weird move. You know, they bring back Jordan Matthews. He's shown okay. Alshon's been a little banged up. They they picked up the option on Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, right? Um, who's kind of taking a hit with he took a hit when Jordan Matthews comes back. This is going to hurt Aguilar a little bit. Definitely just diminishes Jordan Matthews to right nothing. What, what is hard to pin down is how how long it's going to take to get him acclimated to their offense. Um, 
in, until you know, like until then, do the the other guys' numbers semi stay static? I don't know. Golden, here's the thing: because Golden Tate played a slot mostly in Detroit, but he played outside in Seattle, so he's already playing two different offenses. He's he's thirty, so he's well, you know, he's been around for a while. So to me, he comes off as a guy who I think will be able to pick up what he needs to do pretty quickly. I don't think they have anything too crazy where he's not overly not recognizable. He's already played inside and outside. Uh, again, his strongest suit is getting open and getting you know, you know, yards after the catch. It's though. definitely yards after the catch. I yeah. think he's going to be okay. I mean, he's going to a, a good, a really good team. So for him, I still think it hurts his numbers, though. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is a guy who is heavily targeted in Detroit. Is he going to be heavily targeted in Philly? We don't know. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, last week he got 12 targets or something like that and, and caught seven of them or something like that. So it's um, – it is going to be a hard thing to find all those targets, I think, in Philly with with just they've got much more talented guys all around. I mean, just look at their two tight ends as well, and then yeah. you got Alshon and. Didn't even and, think about that. It's gonna, right. it, it might hurt Ertz a little bit because those are two guys who are going to play in the middle of the field. Ertz right. plays in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Golden Tate plays in the middle of the field. So, as somebody that owns Tate in a lot of leagues, is because he's just so easily attainable for a guy that produces. He's somebody I I, I just acquired in a lot of leagues because his price tag for what you got was fantastic. Um, to me, I'm, I'm upset with the move. Like it, to me, this is something that's going to hurt my dynasty teams. And a lot of teams where I'm a championship contender, golden Tate is my wide receiver three on those teams. And I'm a little sad. Yep. No, he's an excellent wide receiver three. At least he was in Detroit. It's going to, I do think he's going to, he's going to take a little bit of a hit though. Yeah. He's a wide receiver three. That gives you wide receiver two numbers right. on my teams. You know right. what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, Ty Montgomery gets traded to the Ravens, which is that was kind of somewhat of a move, but you know he brought that ball out of the end zone, fumbled it. Looks like he was the game up for a twenty twenty seventh round pick, which means it sounds like they were going to cut him if they couldn't trade him. Right, that is the vibe that I got as well. Um, which obviously, you know, if you're an Aaron Jones owner, that just one less person to kind of muddy those waters. It seems to be clearing itself up anyway. Aaron Jones is, you know, starting to pull away a little bit. So you're all welcome. Um, uh, this this is one of those things where uh, do, in Baltimore, like, what does he does he supplant Buck Allen? I'm okay. So it hurts do Buck they, Allen a lot. Or do, yeah. we talked about this earlier. Do they use him in the slot, or do they line him up in the slot, and that's what he is there? Like, I it, it is going to be bizarre because he's such a unique player. Um, use a kick returner, right? Yeah. I think he fits that team. I think they can use him in that Woodhead role, right? They, I know Buck Allen catches the ball well, and they like Buck Allen there too. But to me, I think they needed a little bit more help at the running back position. They could use a nice slot receiver to offset, you know, Michael Crabtree and John Brown. I think this is good news for Ty Montgomery, who's been somewhat, you know, spot flexy, you know, usable and desperation there in Green Bay. I think it's going to help them. In Baltimore, I think it'll be used more. I think it'll be on the field more in Baltimore. I guess is the best way to put it. I'm I color me skeptical, bro. I don't know, man. It's it seems like I just, I just see him being in the slot a lot. That's where I, is he I, better than anyone they've got? Like I don't know, man. Who do they have and who's their slot receiver? Is he better? No, I'm like, is he better than Buck Allen? Like catching passes out of the backfield? I think he's equal to Buck Allen with a little bit more explosive. Yeah, I think he's more explosive. Yeah, I would take him over Buck Allen. I mean, I guess Buck Allen's going to be a little bit better on the, like towards that goal line area over there. But to me, yeah, I think he's more explosive than Buck Allen. I think when it comes to pass catching ability, I think they're pretty much equals there. I'm not really – I mean, Buck Allen catches the ball well. Ty Montgomery catches the ball well. It's That's like, why I think it's a weird move. And, and but I they just don't... made the move, though. That's I know. That's the thing. They yeah. made the And I know they give up much for him, but they still made the move. They, acti- they actively pursued him. Unless it's one of those things like, hey, you know, you know, the GM of the Packers, like, hey, dude, we'll take literally whatever right. for uh, Ty Montgomery, and then the Ravens are like, well, we can use like a third string, you know, running back because it's like, hey, we'll give you twenty twenty seventh sold. That's what. That's what. If it went down like that, then yeah, I'm skeptical. Skeptical too. I, I like usually I can figure out the angle that somebody had to make a move, and this one I I just can't even figure out the angle. It's a forty five I mean? degree angle. Oh. Well, that's why I'm, I'm bad at 45 degree angles. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. It, it. it confused me too when I saw the trade go down. So it's kind of like, uh, but I, again, I just, I, I just had, this, I just envisioned when I first when I thought about it. You know, I tried to process. It, I was like, you know, what? I could see them, you know, mixing him and Buck Allen together. But I could see him really being utilized 
there in the slot and maybe being like a nice dump off guy for Joe Flacco. If if they if the they middle, put him back a, if they deep. put him back at wide receiver and he runs out of the slot, that to me makes more sense. Than, that's where I see it. That's then, only that's something that makes sense to me. Yeah, that that would make more sense to me. Um, you know, does your league have a designation change at his position? Probably oh, not. Weeks probably else. not. Yeah, probably not mid season. So no, because he'll, he'll still get some usage at running back. So I mean, I think you're. I don't know, man. It's an odd move. I, to from a guy that I I had and like she, I never even thought about starting him once this whole entire year. No, I'm still not thinking I'm going to be able to start him the rest of the year. But, but here's the thing: if you did have him in Green Bay, at no point did you think you're really going to start him with over Jamal Williams and with Aaron Jones there. But now, at least with a climate change and a scenery change here, that you well, I guess Baltimore and Green Bay is not going to be too much of a climate change. It's a little warmer probably in Baltimore than Green Bay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I think at least there's now some ups, like potential usage. Or in worst case, if it's not, you don't even lose anything. I'm it. happy because I, I had Aaron Jones as well in that same league that I had time Montgomery, so at least it clears that crap. If you're up. an Aaron Jones owner, you're like, okay, maybe I get some more usage here in the passing game. Right. I think that's tremendous because they've been Green Bay has been bringing Ty in a lot and use them in viable in that passing game. So as an Aaron, just more usage for Aaron Jones. Exactly. Love me some Aaron Jones. Um, and the last guy, let's close the show out here, get straight at Demarius Thomas, whose numbers have been declining since about 2014. Goes out there to Houston. We mentioned Will Fuller earlier out of the year for ACL. Going to go out there to Houston and be their number two receiver offset in DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think? Odd to me. He's been dropping football. He's been dropping balls. He is probably more... He's not. He's not going to replace Will Fuller. They're not. They're not even close to the same not player. Not even the same spectrum. You know what I mean. So it's it's an odd maneuver. In that he's like him and DeAndre Hopkins aren't like if Demarius was good again, like his prime, they're not that much different from each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are. DeAndre Hopkins is way more explosive and athletic. and Yeah, runs way better routes and yeah. all that good stuff. They're not even comparable. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Demir Thomas was at one point a really good receiver. He was a really good receiver. We've seen a lot of those guys. Not Hall. You, at no point I you retract think really all of my former statements about Demarius Thomas. But maybe this, I mean, he's going to a better team, you know, with a better quarterback. Uh, he He's not now. I know Manny Sanders was probably the primary there in Denver anyways. Right. Um, but uh, I think – I think things could be slightly better for him, I guess, it's about if he can hold on to the football. On, on the Denver side, Manny Sanders already a top six fa- fantasy receiver on the year who somebody loved and gobbled up in all my redraft leagues, so I love this year. Um, but obviously the big news here is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton's getting uh, bumped up. Yep. Yeah, I tried to co- try and get Cortland Sutton in multiple leagues starting last week because I kind of saw the right in the wall here, and he's just shown really well, failed in all my attempts. Uh, every attempt I ever Zach Ertz and some stuff. And so, uh, people tell me to shove it. Um, fair enough. Cause I would have said the same thing. I'm yep. not training Cortland Sutton either, but you know, thinking that we were talking about the Sean Hamilton, Cortland Sutton next year, Cortland Sutton's going to get some rise and shine breakfast right now. Right and now. I think he's going to start to show. I think he's going to be one of those guys where in about two years, pretty high dynasty startup player. Yes, he is big fan. I'm a big fan, too. I was able to snag him at the end of the first round in one of my leagues, and I was, I'm was i very happy about it. I debated that. taking him over Karrion Johnson at the time, and I took Karrion Johnson in our league, uh, and I still don't regret it because I pretty like I could, I could, make, I I could say, flip that. Yeah. Um, Running Max just hold a little bit more value on the return, and I think if Karrion turns out to be really good and something was good, like that's something you could kind of – flip-flop if need be yeah i mean sutton's been like hovering right around 10 points eight ten points per game for the past five six weeks and you know that that was with demarius on the field so i would imagine pump up the jams uh, he'll, he'll 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 get into the double digits now for probably for the rest of the season which is a nice nice little you know end of the end of the bench type of or end of the uh roster type of wide receiver three guy Corlin's son uh he knows where the hood's at. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like like you said earlier, I mean, we were expecting more of a bump next season, but it's coming. 
coming early. Like Halfway that. through the first Shows season. the confidence they have, and I'm getting ready to get rid of Demarius there. Absolutely. Um, so that's it. Next week we'll be back with more Dynasty Talk. Uh, we're almost getting closer to the playoffs here, Matt. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, make sure you're starting to, like, round out that roster. Try and make sure you have a good starting lineup because we've only got about, what, five more five weeks? Five more weeks, yeah. <sighs> the season goes by so quick. Yeah. Can you believe it? Pretty soon we'll be talking rookies again. That's that's nuts, man. It is, isn't it? I'm having some rough, rough bye week this week. You are. I feel like all my team, all my all my guys are on bye this week. Well, yeah, it's good to have them all. Just one, take one L and just be done with it. Yeah. Until then, you miss the playoffs by one. <laughs> um. So we we'll back next week. Uh, probably gonna do 19 free agent show next week. I know. But I'm not gonna promise anything. No, I won't promise anything. But most likely, yes. I'm even text Matt this weekend. We're gonna be hanging out this weekend. Yep. My good buddy from uh, Pete from California flying in. My old college uh, buddy. He's yep. a big Chiefs fan. He's going to come stay with me from L.A. and uh, stay here Friday. Watch the Chiefs destroy our brownies. Hey, hey, hey. What? Did what? I not mention Freddie Kitchens is the new O.C.? Uh, I forgot. You have little faith. Um, so we'll be back next week. Hopefully I can prepare for that 19 episode. What, what, you're not prepared yet? No, man. I've been busy. Um, so uh, in the meantime, you can always want to talk fantasy football or dynasty fantasy football, which is what I prefer. Um, you know, being do like doing my TV show now for Fox Sports and doing a radio show and just being involved in this redraft. This is the first year. Now, granted, two of my redraft leagues are terrible. I'm in last place in two of them. I got my picks were Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Rob Gronkowski, Jarek McKinnon. So it's as part of it too, but lots of burns, right? This there. was, but this was the first year ever in my entire life. I'm 39, where I'm like, God, like I really kind of want to just stop playing redraft. I kind of want to just like focus all on dynasty. Like it just that happened to me about four or five years ago. After though. like putting my like, I just fell into these like redraft right. like talk shows and mm. stuff, whatever. Because whatever, but it's like my expertise is dynasty, you know, right, it's like, right. and everything flows off of that for regular redraft leagues and I do well I've never lost money in redraft leagues ever you know I'm, I always win but it's kind of like this was the first year I'm just kind of like oh, I kind of cut back some of these redraft leagues and not really play as many they're just not as satisfying yeah they're not they're really not it's just too when you see it with the waiver like how much luck is involved with it it's just it's kind of like it's still fun because like lottery but like, I just don't ca- I literally don't care like if, right if somebody's like oh you're in last space I'm like I don't care go check out this team I'm I, I mean Three this my, is my real team. I'm in three redraft leagues. I'm in first place. Mm-hmm. I'm in two where I'm in last place. Yeah, you can take the win and you take the good and the bad. But I'm in first place in my high stakes one. Nice. Give me that money, son. Buy a lot, too. I'm going to buy a lot. My team's stellar. Um, so if you want to talk fantasy football, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You can follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you check out Dynasty Nerds every single day of your life. You might as well make it your homepage. That's that's the Got only cool way to stuff go. On there. Yep. We'll get some rankings up there soon, some new rankings with Matt on there. I know we said that about five months ago, but hey, hey, what do you know? We've got absolutely no control over how quickly this thing gets to what happens, what happens, you know, happens, you know, make, you know, make, money, make money. But, you know, that's where we're going to have to do the Nerd Herd uh, membership, so we start doing two podcasts a week, so we Ooh, actually get wow. some money to build some stuff for this website. We've been doing this stuff for free for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Because you can't ask people for money, you got to give them something in return. We're trying. You know what's good about, for more return? Our voices Ooh. and our advice. Like some in-depth advice, Ooh. nerd herd, three bucks a month. You guys hip for that? I hope so. We need you to sign up for it. Um, if you want to check out Dynasty Nerds, we have our Facebook group on there. Facebook group, Matt, three thousand people. Nice, we hit the three three k. I don't know. I'm just, we were so close. I'm sure we're there now. I, oh, all right. I've been busy this weekend. Unverified. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's like ten people that join a day. So, but the Facebook group is freaking awesome, dude. You want like a thousand different people to vote on a poll for you with like-minded Dynasty things? That dude, I'm telling you. The, Forums are a thing of the past. The Facebook group, it's a thing of today. Join it, and I promise you, like, Rich, I get what you, I'm picking up what you're laying down, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to join the Facebook group, all you got to do is just go to DynastyNerds.com. Right there on the top bar, it says Bang. group chat. Clickety-click, clickety-clank. Join that bad boy. Um, if you want to support the podcast, you can always buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, the most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever wear in your entire Ooh. life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want some more high fives? I love high fives. Mm-hmm. You want the... You want the uh, you want somebody that, whatever, who you like, boys, girls, whatever, you know, you want to give you a little eyebrow raise? Eyebrow raise? Yeah. Ooh. Put on Dyson your shirt. Watch how that comes. You want to look in the mirror and not think how I think and think uh, you're hideous? You want to think you look fabulous? Put on Dyson your t-shirt. Your body will thank you. Your body will thank you, man. And of course- It's if like you, a little hug. It is like a little hug. <laughs> nice, soft, sensual hug. And trust me, anybody can verify this. It's about a t-shirt. Anybody. Mm. 
uh, our number one thing is like my number one thing I get when people buy a t-shirt they write me and they're like dude I really thought you were kind of like just blowing smoke to tell sh- like sell t-shirts uh, but this really is like the most comfortable t-shirt I ever wear and I'm like dude I don't lie All right. like we worked hard to find those T-shirts that were the most comfortable T-shirts. I like when people and people like tell like sometimes like get argument from like I was at a bar like last weekend saying somebody's like you just tell me that because I want to hear that I'm like no dude, dude I'm that that kind of person right I tell the truth like I'm sorry like my wife hates <laughs> to, it to the point where it's brutal I'm brutally honest yeah my wife hates it she's like you don't have to say that I'm like what am I gonna do lie like some I'm, pe- I'm blunt what do you some say? people would call it tactless but <laughs> whatever call it whatever you want I don't care I don't care. It's very, it's very easy not to care when you don't care what a single person in the world thinks about you. Yep. Well, I care what my kids think about me. They think I'm awesome now because you're right. <laughs> but again, if you want to support the podcast Freeway, you always do it by giving us a rating review on iTunes. It helps the podcast in more ways than we can possibly say. We're itching closer, Matt, to 700 reviews. And I think Rich loves to pat himself on the back, so give those good reviews. Yeah, yeah. My Dyson nerd shirt just like mm-hmm. pat, pat in a nice... Took us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that. And I do just give us a rating and review. I, I know a couple of them. I said, hey, even steal your grandma's phone and leave a review on there. Somebody stole their grandma's phone and left a review on there. <laughs> Loved it. Whoever you were, I, I saw that. I saw that review. Of course. I'm did. writing this from my grandma's phone. God bless you and your grandma. Nice. She won't know. She won't. What's this podcast? <laughs> um, so that's it. We'll be back next week. We said this would be a short show, but it's not. It's an hour. Yes, sir. Toodaloo. Adios. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.